Good morning, everyone. Good morning. There we go. Oops, throwing my toys. Sorry, just excuse me. Anyway. If you're regularly, regularly here, you, you would know that we're doing a series on doors, um, which has been quite challenging for some of us, I suppose, in some ways. Some of us have had to literally walk through doors. Some of us are standing before doors, wondering what to do. I was given the passage uh, on Luke, and I was thinking, how does that relate to doors? Um, real challenging. So I got thinking, try to put some notes down. But it's only but expected that eventually a door will lead to a place where we have no power over it, we have no say in it other than to walk through it. A door that has been flung open over 2,000 years ago and stands invitingly open for us. A very special door. (coughs) Heaven's door. Before we get into that, I'd like to just open up in some prayer, see where the Lord leads us. Lord, I pray that as we uh, go through today uh, this message and passage, that you will reveal to us an insight into heaven's door. That your spirit will speak, will come in and fill this place. I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, I'd like you to turn over to uh, Luke 2. We're going to be reading from 8 through 20. If I do start coughing, please excuse me. I've been trying to get rid of a cold for about three weeks now. Sounds like some of you are all fighting colds as well. (laughs) I'm not the only one then. Good. Okay. A well-known passage. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring good news of great joy that will be for all all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be signed to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and laying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on the earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which is the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Have you ever been in a situation where someone's given you some news and you're like, well, 
okay. I was trying to recall an incident in my life where somebody had walked up to me, given me some good news, bad news, doesn't really matter. And I had a decision to make. And for the whole week I've been racking my mind thinking, what could I use as a reference or an illustration? This was yesterday morning, so I'm running out of time now. Um, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking through my lounge window, pondering, pondering on these things. And lo and behold, my neighbor walks down my path. It's not normal for him to do that. We normally just talk outside and, you know, as we cross paths. Anyway, he knocks on the door. I get up and I go, I'm still in my pajamas, hair's like this. Um, and he says to me, I got some bad news for you. Oh no, what? He says, we've all just been ticketed. If anybody knows where I stay, I live by uh, Gossip's Green School. Just outside, there's this no parking zone, which says, for the school. So we all park there after hours. Been doing it for a couple of years, right or wrong. Anyway, he says, we've all just been ticketed. Oh no, you can't. So now I have some decisions. Do I pretend I'm innocent? And object? Do I pay it and move on and get the 50% discount? <laughs> Do I get cross and kick up a stink of lack of parking in Crawley and take it to the county, into the Crawley barrack, you know? So now these things are all running through my mind. Well, this is no different to what the shepherds must have experienced. Heavenly host comes down. They receive a message, which we pick up in Luke 2, 9 and 10. An angel appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring good news, what will cause great joy to all people. So they've been given a message, but now they need to decide. We all have to decide when we stand before a door. Verse 15 says they went, they decided to, and they went. A comparison to that would be probably the same story, different character. If you've got your Bibles, I again encourage you to turn over to Matthew 2. Let's pick up a different account of the story. Matthew 2, 1 and 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, bringing the time, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So Herod is presented with the same story. Where is the king? Where is the king we've come to worship? How does Herod decide to handle this? You can read the rest, but if you skip down to verse 16, it says, When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and in its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Same story. One given by the angels, 
one by the Magi. Two different characters, two different decisions. Now, as you stand before the door of Christmas or heaven, you can decide not to go through it. You can decide to go backwards. Hightail it out of there if you want. You can decide to stay exactly where you are. I'm comfortable. Why should I move? Life's good. What will your decision cost you, is the question. Will it cost you eternity without the king? Kind of sounds like hell, doesn't it? Now, for every decision that we have, obviously there's a couple of options. We have options. Am I right? I had some options with my fine. Like I said, I can kick up a stink. I can pay it. Can move on. If you've got kids, this might be quite, you might relate to this. Have you ever told your children to go and do something and they just scurry off and do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> From the amount of laughs, I think I'm in the same boat with you. You say to them, go do this, and they go, why? <laughs> why? Because I told you so. Why? And you land up in a debate. And it lands up normally being about options. You give them up. If you don't, you'll be in trouble. And they give you kind of a, a counter to that. Oh, but I'm too small. Well, I'm too this. So they have options. They're playing it out. Options is part of free will. I kind of think of options more like excuses. But I suppose we all have options. Money. Money is an option. Jonah. Jonah 3 says, But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship and boarded for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee the Lord. A couple of weeks back we looked at that, didn't we? He had options. How about time? We've all used time somewhere. Put off for tomorrow what you can do today. Isn't that the saying? But we all tend to put things off, don't we? In Africa, I'm not sure whether it's in, definitely in southern Africa, we have a saying, we kind of say tomorrow. Tomorrow. That kind of means either tomorrow I'll do it or tomorrow I won't do it. You don't know. Tomorrow. In a while. You ever heard that one? I'll do it in a while. How long is a while? I don't know. We all use time as an excuse. Impatient. The 24-7 culture, I call us these days. Everything has to be now. We want to click and have it on our door. Amazon Prime. I got quite upset with Amazon Prime. I clicked and bought and it said, you can have it on Monday. And I'm like, no, it's Prime. (laughs) Abraham and Sarah were impatient and they took things into their own hands. 
what happened. Gave birth to a nation that is now forever warring against Israel. It's an interesting uh, side to go and study if you've got some time. How about too little time? I'm busy, I can't do that now. I'm a gathering by the silence. You guys have all been there. You're all guilty in some way. Let's see what the shepherds did. Verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see the things that have happened which the Lord has told us about. There was no time between it. Angels vanished and they said, let's go. They didn't come up with options. How about education? Oh, I can't do that. I haven't studied for that. Or when somebody wants you, oh, you can't do that because you haven't got a degree. We make excuses about education and options. Age. Age is a good one. I'm too old. I'm too young. I feel like I want to get up in the mornings. What's interesting is the shepherds who weren't allowed to testify in courts, normally didn't have good educations, normally didn't have money, normally had plenty of time. Their response was to heaven's door, let us go. It seems that the more options we have, the less likely we are to go to heaven's door. As a, something that's food for thought, as a side note, if you guys uh, have done any Jewish studies in that and you know anything about the Talmud, which is the Jewish uh, law book, the area from Jerusalem all the way and encompassing Bethlehem was the sacred feeding grounds. So anything that was eating, I suppose, in that area, was deemed worthy of being sacrificed. Especially the sheep for the lamb offering. These were sacrificial lambs that they were looking after. Is it no wonder that the angels appeared and said the true sacrificial lamb has come and Bethlehem fell within that region? Food for thought. So now we have a decision. They've made their options or not. And they go on. Onward. They move on. I might date myself here, but how many of you know the old classic hymn, Onward Christian Soldiers? Something we don't sing. I think it's a classic Maybe they should revamp it and modernize it a little bit, but classic hymn. The second verse is, Onward then, ye people, join our happy throng. Blend with, your, with ours your voices in our triumph song. Onward, Christian soldiers. Verse 16 So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in a manger. 
They hurried off. They went on. They didn't stay where they were. They said, you could stay by the door if you want. Stay quiet in the same place. But they didn't. The message was given. They decided. They had no options. And on they went. Paul kind of sums it up as well in Philippians. He says, 3 and 13 through 14, he says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal and to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Onward might have hardships. We don't know what's on the other side of the door. Onward might make you doubt your choice. You go through the door and you go, oh, what have I done? Doubt creeps in because you're uncertain of the future. It's human. Sometimes you go through a door and you go, why didn't I do that years ago? Onward might bring bliss and happiness. But one thing is certain, as long as you don't move, you'll never know. You'll never grow. And most likely the Lord can't use you if you resist him. But you will not know until you move on. So the shepherds have made their their decision. They've weighed up their options. They've moved on, gone through the door. What do they do after that? They recall and retell. Have you ever been given some good news or had some good news? What do you do? If you won the lotto numbers, let's put it this way, not that I'm a lotto player, but if you had won the lotto or you had the birth of a child or you got engaged, do you keep it to yourself? No. What does Facebook make its money on? People telling. Some stupid things, but yeah, in majority, sharing, telling, isn't it? Oh, look, I've been here, I've had dinner there. People are excited to share. Good news can't be contained. Is that a birthday thing on you? (laughs) And yet you're not telling us. (laughs) Okay, I take out the birthday thing. (laughs) But you can't contain good news, can you? Verse 17. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. Verse 20. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So they went and told, they recalled, they retold. The message is simple. 
There's no strings attached to this message. This message brings life. Heaven's door. So what is this message? I suppose if you're kind of educated, you've been in church long enough, you can put two and two together. But I think Christ summed it up himself. If you've got your Bibles, I encourage you again, turn over to John 10, 7 and 9, 7 through 9, should I say? The reason I'm going to get you to turn over to these, uh, this chapter is so that you can see that I'm not lying to you. And it's important. If you want to, you can, if you mark in your Bible, highlight these verses. Or make a side note to it or something like that. NB, very important. John 10, 7 and 9. Therefore Jesus said again, Verily, truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. A gate is no dissimilar to a door. I suppose it's just bigger. A door and a gate stop people from coming in and going out. A door is on a house. A gate can be in a, a yard. They have the same function. So if we had to change those words slightly, we could say, verily, I am the door for the sheep. I am the door. Whoever enters will be saved. This is our message. The door is Christ. And it stands wide open. I suppose that kind of poses some challenges for us. What decisions will we make? What options will we weigh up? Will we opt in, opt out? Will we move onwards? And most of all, will we retell the story? And when times are troubled and uh, life's not going the way we should think it's going, do we recall the story? Or do we only do it in December? And when we hear Christmas songs playing, we go, oh, it's Christmas again. Or do we go, the door is open. Got to tell somebody. Who will you tell? Who will you tell? I encourage you now to uh, decide. Weigh up your options. Move on. And tell. That's what a door for me stands. Or a door. D for decision. O for options. O for onward.
and R for retail or recall. Talk to us this morning. Thank you for how you've met with us this morning. Bless you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen.